Hello, and thank you for tuning in to this episode of Process Miner University, a podcast series designed to educate listeners on technology trends driving process improvement from the factory floor to the C-suite. In today's podcast, you will learn about the latest advancements in edge computing from thought leader John Eunice, Chief Operating Officer of Litmus. Litmus, an industry-leading edge computing platform, simplifies how manufacturers deploy, use, and manage factory and machine data for dozens of industry 4.0 initiatives. So listen carefully as Kareem Purak, CEO of ProcessMiner, interviews John on his observations around emerging trends made possible by new and innovative digital technologies. Kareem and John, take it away. Hi, John. Uh, thank you for agreeing uh, to meet with us as a part of our uh, Process Miners uh, podcast series for uh, Process Miner University. And I think for our audience, I have to uh, give a full disclosure that the Process Miner and Litmus are enjoying our marketing uh, a partnership and uh, we are trying to uh, bring the, uh, the greatest um, uh, sort of a service within the uh, in industrial IoT and uh, AI for manufacturing together to the market. Uh, all right, how you doing, John? Great, yeah, thanks a lot, Kareem, for having me. I'm doing well, how about yourself? Well, thank you, thank you. Thank you again for taking the time. I know you're very busy and uh, I think uh, this would be very beneficial to our audiences. So, uh, John, as a, um, I start with my first question uh, in, the, in the trends in the industry. As a CEO of an um, advanced technology startup like Litmus that is delivering sort of a mission critical building blocks for manufacturing industry that uh, helps them deliver their digital strategy, uh, what trends in a data management, a data collection are you seeing that's gaining momentum in the market right now? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think still one of the, the fundamental challenges that companies are still facing uh, as one of the main building blocks before they even get started with, with Industry 4.0 is that they, they still have trouble getting access to this data from their, their legacy environments, different control systems, uh, different OT devices. So that's still one of the, the fundamental challenges that a lot of companies are, are still wrestling with. Um, so how you can actually collect data from any type of PLC or robotic system, CNCs, and, and have that data in, in a usable format and structure. And then on the other side, they, this is being driven as well from a lot of these new cloud strategies, uh, which are, are becoming uh, obviously at the forefront for a lot of these different manufacturing organizations. So now they're, they're trying to get data to all the, this, these different control systems, but as well be able to, in a, in a very secure manner, transmit this data to the cloud in, in a secure uh, fashion, which, is, which can then be leveraged in a way where you can do more advanced um, applications on top of that, like, like machine learning or artificial intelligence. Um, so I think those are some of the trends that are, that are driving it really is, is those ML tools, cloud, different tools that, that can do a lot with this data, but it's more about how they can actually get access to this data in a way that, that they can really truly utilize, utilize it. All right, fantastic. So you touched on the security. Of course, that's in a forefront mind of every customer that uh, companies like ours uh, uh, talk to. And uh, how do you, uh, obviously the past five years, I, I can, I've seen a, a, a fast trend of people are more accepting on the, on the data being secure in transition and address. 
Uh, how do you uh, have this conversation with customers that they, this is their primary concern uh, when they want to uh, sort of um, acquire and adopt technologies like uh, what Litmus provides? Yeah, so for us, we actually have an, an edge first strategy. So that, um, that's another way to just say on-prem as well, which is running within the four walls of the factory. So that really gives some security to the customers and peace of mind that they can start with, I'd say baby steps where they can first start with an offline first system um, where they don't have to expose to the internet, they don't have to expose to the cloud, but they can really start getting access to this, this data, uh, which, is, which is then also completely air gapped uh, now that they have an edge platform, which is in between their control systems and, the, and then once they're ready to actually expose to the cloud. So that air gapping there where you have something in between, which is uh, sort of a buffer. So you're not directly exposing your control systems to the, the cloud that gives another peace of mind as well. Um, that's a, a huge no, no for a lot of these companies. I, I would never recommend exposing directly your, your control systems to the internet, which is where a lot of these cybersecurity uh, newsworthy things have come out there, which, which has happened and people, nobody wants to be the next, uh, <laughs> the next news story when it comes to a cybersecurity hack within a factory. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Couldn't I agree with you more. So that leads to, uh, me to my next question about readiness, right? So manufacturing have a lot, manufacturers have a lot of different technology options out there and they all have different um, sort of idea of digital transformation, right? And, and uh, what advice would you give these manufacturers who are just starting to put their digital strategy together, right? And trying to enter the uh, industry 4.0 journey. And um, what would be your main uh, sort of uh, advice for these companies uh, when they want to put this plan and a strategy together? Yeah, so I think uh, having the right people in place that can actually lead this initiative is, is pretty much the most important thing. Um, without having a specific group that can actually get all the different stakeholders in place and, and work within the different organizational groups within these companies, it'll become very difficult to actually be able to implement anything because you have to bring together so many different stakeholders across operations, IT, OT, uh, plant managers. So that, that's just a, a, a team and a job in its own. Um, so I think that's one of the more critical things is to have the right people in place to be able to actually carry out, carry out any sort of initiative. Um, and then the next step would really be to focus on, I'd say finding real technology is one thing, but finding actual real pain points or challenges that they want to actually address, whether it's, we want to, to lower our, our scrap by X amount, or we want to, um, have uptime increased by this amount. So understanding what the actual business objectives are out of this. And then once you have that technology is, is then a means where you can achieve those things. So finding obviously the right technology partners that can help achieve those various use cases and really starting um, start small, but have, have a large, obviously a large vision that you can expand upon. So once you, you start, you start to see some success, then you can really start to, to build upon that and, and get the whole organization excited. And once one factory is achieving it, all the other factories will want to, to jump on and do the same. All right, well said. So uh, I, I think you touched on a very important um, point here about having the 
consensus within the company, right? Uh, and having someone that can lead the company toward that uh, digital strategy initiative. The term I always used is with customers that we have been working with that you need a chief digital officer, someone who can understand where the business objective along with the, your information technology infrastructure right now is and where you're planning to take that and, and work toward uh, that objective. Now you brought up the, I think the question of, of the uh, ROI, right? What would be the investment, that, the return on investment that these companies are going to get from um, uh, leveraging this type of technology? Uh, speed to ROI is the key, right? A lot of companies collecting a lot of data and uh, th that data is not necessarily a lot of information, but it's a lot of data, right? And then Litmus goes in and help with these companies that they make it makes their data collection and data acquisition a lot more efficient and um, and a structure now what, what's your suggestion for these companies in it from the beginning to set up their strategy so they their speed to roi to uh, it, it's it's fast so they can start seeing their return on their investment um in in another term monetizing their data at the end of the day how, how would you approach that? And what's your advice for these companies? Again, I think it's having the right people or partners in place. So whether it's your own internal data scientists or working with external um, technology companies or, or consultants that really actually know how to do something that data, having data is one thing, but actually understanding how to uh, process that data or, or build machine learning models on top of that data is, is a whole other scenario. Um, so I think really having the, the right partners in place for that, like process miner, obviously, where you can actually um, help companies do something with, with this data in, in terms of actually driving that specific ROI and, and showing results. So having those, those right partners in place is really important. Um, and again, the objectives. So uh, really having detailed use cases or, or uh, projects that you actually want to, to go after um, that you can actually and just get started um, and just actually get started working on them. So instead of just keeping, keep talking with, with consultants or in PowerPoints, but really actually get your hands on the data. Once you start seeing the data and, and start doing something with that data, then just the possibilities expand from there and, and the use cases and the ideas. Uh, we've seen many companies that have just started small with, with one isolated use case, but once they, they were able to do that successfully, it, it's, it's, uh, it's almost like a drug and you want to keep, keep trying to figure out more and more that you can do with the data once you have it. Exactly. Uh, and, and of course, yeah, uh, uh, think big, start small. It's a model here and absolutely makes sense to do proof of concepts, clarify objectives, right? Know what you're looking for. If you're looking for um, a scrap rate reduction, do your homework, understand how, what is it that you're really looking for and set um, so realistic goals to it. Now, um, Companies are struggling uh, a lot of time to choose between doing the work in-house versus partnering with another company, right? And doing a sort of a hybrid uh, concept or uh, for instance, bring Litmus in and, and, and uh, have them take care of the whole IOT infrastructure for them. Now, um, from a lot of research, we understand that uh, over 80% of the companies that they try to do a lot of this work internally are not successful. They stay in, in the shape of uh, 
science projects. What's your experience and what's your advice for companies on what would be the right approach for them based on their, uh, their uh, strategy? Yeah, so we, we've definitely seen, I think we've lived those statistics with customers. So we've seen firsthand customers go through that on their own. If they've made the decision that they want to try and, and go at this on their own, then they've come back three months, six months later, or a year later and said, okay, I think we need some help here. Um, so we've, we've seen that uh, firsthand happen. Um, so I, I think that's, it's, it's one thing to do a proof of concept on your own, but how you're actually going to scale it. These companies, you have to, if you think about it, they're, they're, their core expertise is making a physical product. Uh, it's, it's manufacturing a, a widget or a, uh, or, or a specific component. So for them, they're not technology companies first. So why, why would you go out and, and try and build your own technology stacks? It just, it, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to invest it in, into doing that. And then the amount of, of uh, people and resources that you have to put in place to keep these technologies up to date is just an incredible amount of, of cost. And it's not, it's not worth uh, the resource. I would say that to leave that to the, the companies that that's their core focus is to innovate and, and to build these technologies, maintain them, make sure that security is, is there, which is again, one of the, the first topics that we talked about, but making sure that they're always keeping up to date with security and, and new patches and, and you can focus on, on your core business and utilizing this technologies to, to enhance your core business rather than trying to build technology uh, on your own. Right. And then of course the acceleration to ROI speed to ROI is going to be, uh, definitely uh, more visible when you are working with companies that they have a laser sharp focus on uh, on delivering what these uh, the the manufacturers are are looking for. For instance, setting up the whole IoT infrastructure to collect their data, or setting up any AI platform to do predictive maintenance or predictive quality or any other um, sort of AI capabilities that they are going to uh, put together. So uh, we know a lot about your company right? There's a big competitive uh, landscape out there. Uh, there. There's a reason that we wanted to be uh, the Litmus's uh, partner because we, uh, we truly understand how, uh, how advanced your, your sort of offering is. If you can share with our audience about uh, what makes Litmus unique, what makes Litmus different, you know, and, and sh share uh, some success, success story with us, that would be wonderful. Yeah, what really differentiates Litmus, I would say, is is the completeness of the solution. Um, that's the, the fact that we can cover across, I'd say, four four or five critical pieces that, that are part of that IoT infrastructure instead of having to purchase four or five different products that can do it. Yes, there's companies that can kind of compete at, at certain one of those stages, but there's nobody really out there in the market that covers from a, an edge perspective across, I'd say the main things which are, are connecting to your industrial assets. And that's really our, our unfair advantage, I would say, is that we have the largest amount of, of drivers and connectivity portfolio out there that we can pretty much connect to any industrial system out on the plant floor. Um, but then once you have that data, how you can actually contextualize, normalize that data, um, have the ability to, to deploy Docker applications or containers on top of that same data at the edge, um, how you can actually analyze, drive KPIs, do complex event processing around that data in real time to set up your data workflows, 
and data integration is, is just another piece on its own where it's reusing that same data or you can integrate it to multiple pieces and then wrapping all that around with a high amount of scalability. So how you can actually scale these deployments in an effective way with a high a degree of, of manageability, which is often overlooked because it's the, I think it's the less sexy piece of it, but management is, is what a lot of these corporate companies and IT teams are really after. If you can't, they don't want another unmanaged system going into a factory. They now IT really wants to have control over any device or system that's being deployed. So if you don't have some sort of central management layer, then it just becomes very, very difficult to get it past the, the IT teams and the CIOs. Um, so, so really I'd, I'd say it's, it's the completeness, all of that, that we've, we've managed to piece together all of those in, in one, uh, one tool, which really differentiates, which really differentiates litmus in the market. Gotcha. And, um, so a lot of companies, uh, uh, John are, um, concerned about the, the disruptiveness of, of the technologies uh, uh, like ours, right? When, when, you, when we go in and they have traditionally worked with their traditional automation, collected data off their, their, their sensors in, 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 in their environment. And when we introduce products like ours, right? Uh, they are concerned about uh, the fact that it's going to disrupt uh, their, their operations. How would you approach that? What's, what is your uh, approach with your customers about that? How would you put them at ease that um, it may have some disruption, but it's not going to be any significant within their uh, environment? Mm -hmm. yeah, our first thing that we say to customers is that what we're providing is, is not obtrusive, not obtrusive and, and not obstructive. So we're not coming in to completely rip and replace everything that you have. It's more about adding an additional layer of of intelligence, which can then expand into these future technologies like cloud and, and machine learning uh, or AI. So this is this is something that we tell to our customers all the time. Um, it's not like we're going to replace your SCADA system. It serves a specific purpose, uh, which which should not go away. Or, or your historian system, you have it there for compliances and other reasons uh, for local storage within your factory. But it's really about um, have adding additional layer on top of that, which is edge compute, which can pull in all these different data sources, harmonize it, and then make that data available, be the bridge to these newer technologies like cloud and AI. Um, so that's, that's what we, we tell customers and, and that we're not coming in here to replace anything. It's, it's more of a, an additional, um, additional layer that you can add on top to really extend into the industry 4.0 um, segment. Absolutely. So you're providing sort of a framework for them to be able to bring in and implement and adopt additional technology on top of the, the, uh, the foundations that you are putting in for collecting and aggregating their data, uh, which, is, which is a va major value by itself, right? And, uh, all right, so uh, five years from now, how do you see technologies like ours, like Litmus's technology, right? Gonna be playing in the market. Uh, and and, and how, how do you see this being, getting evolved and adopted by, by manufacturers? Yeah, in five years, I would say that um, where everybody is, is wanting to be is, is the concept of, of lights out manufacturing or um, react, sorry, not reactive, but proactive decision-making based on data. So before, I'd say industry 3.0, where you're, you have a historian system, it's, it's, uh, when something goes wrong, you, you have the data where you can go back and see what the problem was, but what about 
predicting what's about to happen in the future and taking decisions before that that thing happens so you could have prevented it. Um, so I think that's really where where companies really want to be with it with five years is, is that they have these data pipelines set up, but they also have the intelligence set up where they can take real-time decisions based on that that data, whether it's stopping a machine because it's about to break down or or stopping a line because it's about to ca cause some sort of critical safety uh, issue. So I think that's really where, where everybody wants to be, where you can do a lot more with the data and you're more proactive rather than reactive. Uh, fantastic, well said. As you know, in Process Miner, one of our core competencies is autonomous control, right? That just like what you said, uh, we work with company like, companies like yours uh, to uh, facilitate that closing the loop of the process control. And uh, we have been very successful of that. And I couldn't agree with you more. John, thank you so much for your time and, and, and agreeing with, uh, with being part of this podcast. I learned a lot and I'm hoping that I'm sure our, our audience will learn a lot about this conversation as well. Well, I wish you and the folks in Litmus a uh, happy and safe holiday season and uh, best of luck in 2021. And uh, I hope our companies uh, work together, you know, uh, for a long time and, and bring a lot of value to the manufacturing industry. All right. Yeah. Great. Thanks a lot, Kareem. Thanks for having me and uh, looking forward to a continued successful partnership. Thank you, sir. Thank you, John and Kareem, for sharing your knowledge and thought-provoking insights. Be sure to tune in to the next Process Minor University podcast, where I interview thought leader and industry expert Gary Robinson. Gary is a longtime industry veteran in consumer packaged goods and is currently CEO of Synaptic Packaging. Join us as Gary shares his knowledge of the circular economy and digital trends helping companies achieve ambitious sustainability goals omnipresent in the packaging industry. So be sure to join us and learn what's new in sustainability and the impact it's having on manufacturing supply chains. In the meantime, stay safe and innovate boldly.